Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about creative people leveraging their brilliance to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the chorus of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast. Hey, Brilliant Squad. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm your host, Monique Malcolm, and the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast is a show for creative entrepreneurs and people who want to create their own opportunities and make money by leveraging their ideas, their talents, and their skills. Basically what I call Pimping Your Brilliance, and it goes down here on Wednesdays with inspiring interviews with amazing creative entrepreneurs from a variety of backgrounds. And then I jump on the mic for solo shows where I share bits and pieces of my own journey, actionable strategies and tips so that you can go out there and pimp your brilliance and build a thriving business that you love, that you're passionate about, that you like to do. That's my goal. I want financial flexibility for as many people as possible. I want time freedom for as many people as possible. And that is what I'm aiming to help you get in that mindset and feel inspired enough to create for yourself. Just so you know, this is episode 72. So if you want show notes and information on any of the resources that I share, you can find them at pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash 72. So let's talk about today's show because it is a solo show and it's a show I've been wanting to do for months. And I'm so glad that I'm finally making the time to do it because I really want to share these tips with you. So I'm talking about how to pitch yourself for podcast. And I'm coming from the perspective of someone who runs a show, of course, because you're listening to it. And then also as someone who's actively pitching themselves to be featured on other people's podcasts. Podcasts are growing. The industry is growing. The industry is booming. Right now, there is a lot of emphasis on audio and podcast content. All of the major players are getting into it. Google Podcasts is indexing podcasts in Google search results. And now Spotify has acquired Anchor and is making a big push and a big play for podcasts. So right now is a really great time to be a podcaster. And if you don't want to go down the road of launching a show yourself, you can be a guest. And that's what I want to talk about today. Some of my experiences with getting pitches, what I like, what I don't like, what I think you need to have in place to even start pitching, what your pitch should entail, what makes a good pitch how to be a good guest. I'm going to talk about all of those things in today's episode. So if you don't already have a piece of paper and a pen, grab one or just open your notes app in your phone so you can take some notes because I'm going to be spilling the beans on all of these things. So let's start at the top. What do you need to start pitching for podcast? There's not a whole lot that you need to have in place. You don't even have to be that experienced, but here's what I recommend. Number one, have a way to track and organize your podcast outreach. This can be something as simple as a spreadsheet, like inside Google Drive, or as a more complicated, like an Airtable database spreadsheet thing. I use Airtable, but I started out with a spreadsheet. The reason I use Airtable now is because it gives you some additional field options, like you can have drop down selections. So, for example, on my current pitch sheet, I have a column that is for letting me know or letting my assistant know, did we already pitch this person? What was their response? Was it a submission form and not an email? Like there's different options that you can choose from. So that way we know what we need to do with this. I'm going to give you guys access to my Airtable sheet. It'll be blank, but if you want a copy of the Airtable sheet that I use to track my pitches, then go to the show notes. 
pimpybrilliance.com backslash 72 and you can get access to that there. And I'll even include a little video so that way you know how I use it and it's really easy peasy lemon squeezy. Okay, so that's the first thing, a way to track. And what you want to be tracking is the name of the person, what outlet they are, if they have an email or preferred contact email address, um, if they have a submission page that you have to fill in, when did you send your pitch? Did you send a follow-up? Any notes that are going to help you create a better pitch? Those are the things that you want to track in that sheet. So that's why I suggest that. Number two, a story, strong belief, or a point of view. The whole point of being a guest on a podcast is so that you can tell your story. You can share your point of view about something. You are the guest expert. So you want to make sure that you know what this is going into it. Don't just pitch people and think that they're going to feature you on their show because you want to promote your new course. Nobody cares. Have a strong point of view. Have a good story or something that you really believe strongly in that you're going to speak passionately about and you are two-thirds of the way there. Number three, a pitch email. And this can be a template, although you should try to customize each each pitch to the specific show that you're going to be pitching. But you want to have a base template email that you can send that has some important information, which I'll just tell, I'll tell you about in just a second. This fourth point is actually optional. You don't have to have this, but I've been asking more guests about this because I realized this helps direct my audience back to them. And I want to thank my guests for being on the show by getting them more traffic. So this is optional, but some type of free offer. If you're going to be on somebody's show, you just have to think about the nature of podcasts. It's not like a blog post unless people go back to the show notes. So a lot of times you have to do a little bit more coaxing, incentivizing to get people to move from the show that they're listening to over to your website or your social media, wherever you're directing them. So having some type of free offer that's related to what you're talking about is a really good step forward. But again, that's optional. If you don't have that right now, don't let that stop you from pitching, but keep that in mind as something that you want to have in your back pocket for future. Okay, so let's talk about what to include in your pitch because you want to give yourself the best chance for the host to say yes, absolutely yes, I would love to have you on the show. So here are the things that you should have inside of your pitch email. Your pitch email should tell the host who you are, what you do, why you do it, slash why they should care. This is important. (laughs) How you'll bring value to their show. Another really important one. The expert topics that you can speak on. And then optionally, links to past interviews if you have them. If you don't have them, don't worry about it. But if you have them, it doesn't hurt to include it so that the guest can so that the host will have the ability to hear how you sound as a guest and get a feel for your style. But you really want to make sure that you are giving an introduction. There's nothing worse than somebody pitching and them not telling me who they are, what they do or why I should even care. They just assume that I should let them on my show because they asked. And that's not the case. I want to know why should I care? Why should my audience care about the thing that you are pitching, the topic that you are pitching. Help relate it back to other topics that I've covered on my show that are similar. Help relate it back to guests that I covered, that I had on the show that were similar. Make a make a good point for why should I give you space in front of my audience? So if you don't have an answer to that, if you don't know why I should care and why my audience should care, what kind of value you can bring to my show, don't send that pitch. Only send that pitch when you're confident about that. 
because people are going to say no. You're going to probably get more no's than you will get yeses, especially in the beginning and especially as you try to make a name for yourself. But if you can really clearly articulate why you do the thing that you do, do you make baby clothes because you had some type of experience as a new mom? Do you sell shoes that give back to the poor because that was once your experience and now that you're on the other side of that, you want to give back? Like, tell me your story. Tell me why it's important and why should I care? Why is is my audience going to be interested in that? And make your case. But at the same time, I want to I wanna give you a few things that I personally think make a good pitch. So those things that I just outlined, those are the things that you should absolutely include in your pitch that you should tell the host. But there are things that I think personally make a good pitch and that I look at when people actually pitch me. And it's the difference between their email going straight in the trash and me giving their email a second look and a second thought and maybe even looking into them further to see if I really think they're a good fit. So again, this is my personal opinion. Every host is different, but here are some things. The first one being, use my name. If you send me a pitch and it's like, hey there, I'm deleting it. I won't even read the rest of it because that's so lazy. I'm not going to give you prime real estate in front of my audience that I create content for and have worked hard to develop over the years if you can't even acknowledge me by name. That's just lazy because my name is featured on the show. It's prominently on my website. It's in my social media handles. There's no way that you can't find my name easily. You don't have to dig for it. So if you're not going to do just your basic due diligence, I'm not even going to read your email. Number two, make it clear that you researched my show. And here's, this is mostly for like PR people. I understand that everyone does not have time to listen to a show before they pitch. That's perfectly fine. But read around on the website. Look at the show notes. Listen to a few timestamps from some of the episodes that may intrigue you. Read my about page. Look at my social media. Make it clear that you did some research into my show. A lot of times I get email pitches from PR companies and I just delete them because they don't show personality. And it's really clear that they don't know what my show is about because they will have all of this extra information in their pitch that I don't care about and is not helping me make a decision on whether or not I want to have this person on my show. And I just delete it because I feel like I'm just a press opportunity for them. And I work really, really hard as a podcaster. I have uh, editor. I have a VA that does stuff. And I mean, my podcast workflow, it's pretty meticulous and we do a lot of work. So I'm not going to waste my time having people on my show that I don't feel like would be good guests because they just want a press opportunity. So that being said, show the host that you did your due diligence and you did some research into the format of their show, what type of show they have. So that way they feel better about having you on the show and saying yes. Number three, Be concise and give me everything in that email that I need to make a decision about whether or not I want to have you on my show without needing to research further. This is why concisely telling me why I should care and why you do what you do should be included in your pitch, as well as your expert topics. I should be able to know at the end of your pitch whether or not you have the potential to be a good guest. So make sure that you include all of the information that I need to make an informed decision. But at the same time, also make sure you include your website links and your social media, because even though I don't want to have to research you to make my decision, 
best believe I'm going to research you before I let you on my show. So I'm going to go through your website and I'm going to look at your social media and just get a feel of who you are, how you engage with your audience. Are you posting controversial things that I don't agree with and that I don't want to position in front of my my audience? I'm going to take a look at all of those things. So make sure you include your website links in your social media. If you don't and I have to hunt for it, I'm deleting it because I'm already busy. I don't have time to look up information that you should have just provided in your pitch. It's just good practice all the way around. Also, I've mentioned this before, but clearly state why you'd be a good guest and the value that you bring to your audience or that you'd bring to my audience. Again, this is mostly like for PR firms. I just delete them because they never make a good case for this. And I just not going to go back and forth with them about it. So I delete those pitches, but that's really important to me. And then really just be human, right? As if you're talking to a person and not a PR opportunity, my show is not your PR opportunity. While I love to highlight my guests and the cool things that they're doing and any programs or things that they have coming up, that's not the sole focus of my show. It's not to sell to my audience, it's not to have people come on here and just use them as if they're an ATM. That's not the goal of my show. My goal is to inspire people, to show possibility, to give insights into how people run their businesses and how they got from starting out to where they are today. So if you're not going to be a good guest that's going to provide that kind of information and conversation, I don't want you on the show. So that being said, you know, emails that are impersonal or stuff full of accolades, I don't personally care about how many press features my guests have had. That's not what I choose people based on. I choose guests based on if I think they have a great story or if they had a cool business idea and I feel like they pimped their brilliance and I want to tell you about it, or if they have a powerful message. My concern when I have people on the show is do you check the boxes that I feel most important about that align with the pillars and the values of the Pimp Your Brilliance brand, which is showing possibility? And does this guest actually inspire me? And if those things are a yes, then chances are I'll say yes to your pitch. So again, these are just my own personal opinions, but I'm throwing them out there for you because I think they could be useful for you as well. Okay, so now I think it's time for us to talk about how to be a good guest on a podcast because everyone is not a good guest. And I feel weird. I feel a little bit bad saying that, but it's true. Not everyone makes a good guest. Sometimes on paper, someone sounds like a really good guest and then they're on the show and they're really nervous or they can be too wordy or too long-winded and it's, you know, they're just not a really engaging person. And sometimes I don't know that up front, but I'm going to tell you some things that make a difference in being a really good engaging guest that someone is excited to talk to and then being a guest that they're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad this is over. And it happens. Okay. And if it happens to you, that's perfectly fine. It's happened to me. You just don't know. And some of these things just take experience. But here are a few pointers that I have found make the difference between a guest that I just love their interview and our conversation. And then a guest that I'm just like, whoo, gosh, that's over. <laughs> some of it, I think, has to do with personality, personally. There are some times that I will hop on a on an interview with somebody. And in the first couple of minutes when I'm going through like my little spiel of things that I need to tell them about the show, 
we just have a connection and we'll talk for a few minutes and we'll laugh. And those are always the best guests, the people who are relaxed and who come in like we are friends and we're just having a conversation. But on the flip side, people are really nervous. They're really nervous. They don't know what they're, what's going to be asked of them. They don't know if I'm going to be asking prying, probing questions, which I always tell my guests in the beginning. I want to know what you're comfortable talking about. Are there things off limits? Are there things I should not ask you about? Or on the flip side, are there things I should ask you about so that you can speak excitedly and passionately about the thing that you do so well? I always try to make my guests sound really good. And as a host, I think that's really important. You don't want to make your guests sound dumb or like they not in their best light. So one of the things that I think is really important that every single person who wants to be on a podcast should have down. So if you take nothing else from this how to be a good guest section, let this be the thing. Know how to deliver your businesses or your brand's origin story in an interesting manner and concisely. Okay? This is like super duper clutch because most of the time, almost every show is going to ask you, how did you get started? How did you get to the point that you are in right now? What's your backstory? And you need to know the highlights of that story, what makes that story interesting, and then tell it as briefly as possible. This should not be a 20 minute telling. Okay. Trust me when I tell you. And unless it's a really, really interesting story, maybe not even 10 minutes, aim for like five, seven tops, but try to keep that story short because this is, for me, this is the place where interviews tend to go off the rails when I ask somebody their backstory and they want to give every single twist and turn and nook and cranny. And that's not needed. Know how to tell that story in an interesting way and in a concise manner. Think about the high points of that story. What are the most important parts of the story? What's going to bring the listeners in and make them more excited to hear the rest of what you have to say and keep it at that. So please, please, please write out some bullet points and practice telling your origin story in an interesting and concise manner. I cannot stress that enough. On the same token, keeping your answers focused. So sometimes I ask a guest a question and they will go around and around in the circle and Maybe they answered the question, but maybe they didn't, but they talked for like 15 minutes about it. Keep your answers short and focused. Engage with the host. And I have a great example of this. When I interviewed Alexandra Franzen, who I was so excited to interview because I I really love her writing style and I followed her work for years and years and years. And some of my friends and I, we always talk about getting her emails. I was so excited when we talked Because I asked her a few questions. And I remember in particular, I asked her about her philosophy on social media because she doesn't use social media. And she posed the question back to me. She was like, you know, before she answered the question, she asked, well, tell me what you think about social media. Like, what's your stance? And I thought that was so great and so smart as a guest because it made me feel like, oh, good. Now I can jump in this conversation and give my point of view. And it's not just me asking questions or, you know, talking at her this whole time. Like we get to engage in this dialogue. And sometimes interviews don't feel like that for me. It just feels like I am asking questions and the other person is just talking nonstop. So it, it broke up the conversation in a way that I really liked and was nice. So if you can figure out ways to engage with the host, pose some questions and not just it be like this grilling question answer session, I think that that is a really, really great Um, way to be a good guest. 
Also, aim to be genuinely helpful to the audience. It always comes across in your interview when you are really enthusiastic about sharing and sharing your story and giving as much as you can. People who want to hold back all their trade secrets for whatever reason, they just don't make as interesting as guests. This next point kind of ties back to what I said about knowing your origin story. But after you've done a few interviews, you'll kind of realize that you are saying the same stories and the same phrases over and over again. Because if you are pitching properly, you should have it really dialed into what your expert topics are. So for the most part, you'll be saying these same things over and over in other podcasts. So you want to make sure that you kind of nail down a few interesting experiences and stories that help emphasize your message and really draw in the listener. So start thinking about, again, like I was talking about making some bullet points. What are the interesting parts of your story? What are the most pivotal moments or decisions that you had to make on your journey? Start documenting those and getting, thinking of, you know, little antidotes. Is that how you say that word? I don't know. Antidotes or like little stories or experiences that help draw the listener in. I do this all the time um, when I give my fear presentation. I do this workshop about fear and I always start out the story or I always start out this presentation telling the story of my brother Maurice and how his passing had an effect on me. And I do this because it draws the listener in. It draws the people who are attending this workshop in because everyone can relate to feeling fear and everyone has experienced the loss of someone. So it just makes them more interested in hearing what I say and how I overcame this experience in my life because I'm sharing with them a real life story. So come up with a list of stories that you can reference whenever you have a podcast interview. It'll just make your interview that much better and that much more engaging for the listeners. And then finally, my last tip is relax. Remember that this is just a conversation. When you are nervous, you appear stiff, you sound stiff. And in my experience, nervous guests tend to ramble on, which makes a less interesting show. So just try to relax and remember that you're just talking to another person and you're sharing your experiences. These are your lived experiences. This, you know, you're sharing your results. So feel confident about that. Own that and just relax into the interview. Okay, and finally, I want to wrap this up by sharing a few tips for how you can find podcasts to be a guest on. Because now that you've listened to this episode, you're all pumped up. You want to go out there and pitch, pitch, pitch. And I definitely think you should pitch yourself to be on plenty of shows. But you may be wondering, how do I even find shows to begin with to be featured on? So one of my favorite tips is the related podcast section in Apple. So you can find this in Apple via iTunes. If you go to, say, for example, my show in iTunes and you scroll all the way down to the bottom, you'll see a list of related shows. You can also access this inside the Apple podcast app. So you can go to related shows. I just go to see all and I jot down and I go to each show individually and jot down the contact information and the name of each of those shows. And you can do this from a number of different ways. So if there are shows that you know, you want to be featured on. So for example, if you are a fan of Dreams and Drive, you can go and look at shows that are related to Dreams and Drive and get a list of them that way. So that is really easy for you to do. And you can fill up a spreadsheet pretty quickly doing that. Another way is searching podcast hashtags on Instagram. 
So a lot of people don't think about this, but a lot of Instagrammers are on, I'm sorry, a lot of podcasters are on Instagram and they share their show weekly. So your friends, if they've been featured on podcasts, save those podcasts that they have been featured on. Use the little save feature, that little flag icon. So I have a collection in my Instagram that's podcast ideas, potential podcast ideas. So if I have a friend that's been featured on a show recently, I save that. If I see shows that just come up, somebody that I follow that they've been featured on, I save those if they seem like they're related. But mainly searching the hashtags. There's all kinds of hashtags for um, podcasts and especially hashtags that are around community. So there's like black podcast, um, podcast in color is um, a really popular podcasting site by Barry. And she uses this hashtag potting, which is supposed to be like podcasts that you're currently listening to. So if people are tagging podcast shows that they're listening to as potting, you can look up that um, podcast for creative entrepreneurs, like podcast lifestyle podcast. So there's so many different podcast hashtags. If you start typing in podcasts, I'm telling you, Instagram will come up with so many other suggestions. So just scroll through some of those and see, look for cover art, look for the guests that they're having on, read up about them and then save them. And that way, when you go back to your spreadsheet or your, your air table, you can add those to your list of shows to potentially pitch to. And then a few bonus tips. Once you send out your pitches, you do need to make sure you are following up. Sometimes sending one email is not enough. People's inboxes are full and they're busy. So a really easy, simple way to keep track of follow-up if you haven't heard back is to use Boomerang in Gmail. And what it will do is once you send a pitch, if you can set it so that if you haven't received a response back in a certain amount of days, it boomerangs that email back to you as a reminder. So that will be a reminder for you to go back and send a follow-up pitch for that email. I mean, for that, that show. And then one more bonus tip, keep your bio, your headshots inside of a folder accessible on Google Drive. This makes it really, really easy to send over to the host if they ask for those materials or they didn't have a form where they collected that information. You can send it over really quickly in just a few clicks. So there we have it. This is how you pitch yourself to be on a podcast. And I really hope this was useful. I want to know. Have you been pitching yourself to be on podcast now that you've listened to this show? Are you going to send out a pitch? Let me know. You can hit me up on Instagram at Pimp Your Brilliance. Send me a DM and let me know. Also, really quick favor. As always, I'm trying to grow this show uh, bigger and better than it already is. So I could really use your help by spreading the word. Word of mouth has been great for the growth of this show. So if you like this episode, Send it to a friend, um, screenshot it and share it in your Instagram stories, share a snippet of your favorite tip or portion of this in your Instagram stories or even on your feed on Twitter. Share, 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 like wherever you want to (laughs) and tag me. I love seeing that. It's, It's great to get that kind of feedback and know that what I'm sharing is helpful and also it helps grow the show. So again, Instagram, if you like what I shared for this episode, let me know your favorite trip. Let me know your favorite part by leaving me a message, a comment on the show card for this episode. And you'll see that at Pimp Your Brilliance on Instagram. Again, if you want show notes or the Airtable resource that I mentioned earlier, you can get them in the show notes, pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash 72. 
And until next time, you guys go out there and pimp your brilliance. Uh-huh.